Hello and welcome to another episode of Revving the Word. Are you ready to get your heart rate up a little bit? We're going to take our workout and we're going to make it about something more. If this is your first time Revving the Word, welcome. We're so glad you found us. So glad that probably either you stumbled upon us or a friend uh, connected you to us and they get it or you're looking for this. This is a way to combine the time that you move your body to get after something bigger and deeper. Actually, I, I really like to think it changes you. This is a workout that's gonna change you because it's not gonna have some fancy training technique. There's nothing, there's nothing new under the sun, <laughs> especially in fitness. I've, my name is Elisa Keaton. This is a, I'm the founder of a ministry called Revelation Wellness. You can check out more about us at revelationwellness.org. I'm a 25 plus year fitness professional have all those different certificates, all the different studies. I've done it, personal training over the years. And here's what I found out. In the end, it really isn't about the food or the fitness. They're fun. That's a great tool. But our hearts have been created by God and for God, and our bodies are the vessels which carry us around. So I figure let's just get after the heart. Let's train the heart. If we train the heart, we'll train our mind. If we train our mind, we'll train our heart. And then our body will simply fall in line. And there is no better transformational tool in all the earth, in all the land, than God's Word. So that's why we take the Word and we rev it. We move it. We activate it. You will not leave this workout the same. And as a matter of fact, if we could just say that prayer right now, God, I don't want to leave this workout and not know more about who you are and know more about your ways. And that's really what we'll do in this time. So you're moving your body right now in any, uh, any way. You could be walking, hiking, biking. You could just be at the gym. Some people are just listening while they're doing dishes. If you've got a life, you're going to move. You have to get from here to there in some, some capacity. Even if, I'm not kidding, even if you are wheelchair bound, whatever it is, you're, you are qualified for this as well. <clears throat> you're moving. Even if you're in the bed, you're bedridden. Listen to these words. Do anything you can to invigorate your body to get in line with God's word because it does call us higher. It gives us greater hope. It's transformation for the world today. And you get to be part of that plan. So today we are going to interval train. So right now as you're moving you a scale of 1 to 10, um, actually, you know what? I'm going to use the percentages today. So um, 100% effort being everything you can do, 100%, you can't give any more, and 100% effort, you can only sustain that for a short amount of time. You can only do it for, trust me, uh, 15, 20 seconds, 100%, and then it just starts to fade back. You can't hold that effort, and we will visit there maybe a little bit. You can adjust as you want to adjust. If you're 100% today is really like Elisa, I'm going to give you 90. That's fine. Like we said, it really, it really, the workout is a tool. It's supplemental to what we want to get after in our hearts. Um, right now, 10% uh, really being laying in bed, literally, probably even before you got up, your truest resting heart rate is right when you wake out of, wake up. And that's if you don't get startled. <laughs> For some people, the sound of your alarm is startling. So right now, just um, somewhere 30, 40% effort, right? It's comfortable. 
it doesn't require a lot of heart rate right now, but get your feet moving and we are going to get going. We're going to take God's word, crack it open and let it pour into our, our places where we need to be cracked open. All right, here we go. We're going to start the playlist in three, two, one, play. All right. So like I said, 30, 40, nothing. Be kind. I always find in workouts, people tend to get really anxious. <laughs> we approach the workout anxiously. Like we're like, okay, I gotta go. I gotta make this happen. Nah, just enjoy it. So notice how heavy your feet are. It's always a good sign of, am I really in my body or am I just shoving my body around? <laughs> I want you to be in your body, your spirit leading this. Your spirit is more powerful than the flesh, truly. The flesh is very helpful, but it cannot sustain the work like the spirit can. The spirit of God living inside you. Now you also have a soul, right? You are spirit, soul, and body. Every human is spirit, soul, and body. Your soul is your appetites, your affections, your desires, your motives. The soul has a lot of yearnings and cravings. And then the body is a way to carry it out. But the spirit, that's a place that every person has in them to connect with God to connect with a higher power, to connect with something greater. That's why every one of us worships. If you're willing to look and find Jesus, you will find him. If you want to find God, you'll find him. You seek him with all your heart, you'll find him. Right? So we're going to put that first, spirit first. Then my soul will get in line with my spirit, and then my body becomes the way to execute the desires that God has for me. Delight yourself in the Lord and He'll give you the desires of your heart. So right now, delight yourself in the good gift that is you. You're a very good idea. You're not too old. It's not too late. You're not too young. Nobody disqualified perfectly placed on the earth today for such a time as this. All right, today's scripture. How about this? Before we get going, we'll make a declaration. God, I do not have to know what you are doing to know why you're doing it. I do not have to know what you're doing or even how you're going to do it to know why. Okay. All right, now here comes scripture for you to back this up. We'll get after it. Hebrews 3, verse starting at verse 7. It's titled, A Rest for the People of God. <laughs> you guys are like, come on, Elisa. We're working. We're not resting. Oh, friends, there is a work that comes from rest, and that is violent. That's a violent work if it comes from a place of rest and certainty. 
because you're not going to avoid work. That's just going to happen. But here's how it looks. Therefore, as the Holy Spirit says, today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion on the day of testing in the wilderness where your fathers put me to the test and saw my works for 40 years. Therefore, I was provoked with that generation and said, they always go astray in their heart and they have not known my ways. As I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest. For the next 30 seconds, please get to 70%. You're not bubbling over with lactic acid. Nope, but you're approaching it, but it feels comfortable work. A work that comes from rest, certainty, joy, grace. Good, 70%. You gotta know your body. Now, increase it to 75%. 80% is where you start to feel the lactic acid. At 80%, 85%, you start to feel that discomfort in your thighs, in your working muscles. But at 75%, it's just a little bit more. I'm, I'm asking you for this incremental change because you have to be clued into your body. So Lord, I speak to those who feel like they don't know their bodies right now. Awaken them, God. Give them back their inheritance. Part of it being the beautiful design that is their body. It's a good body. Now, for the next minute, go back to 70%. <laughs> you're doing it right, listen, don't get frustrated. Some of you are like, I don't know. Okay, just ask the Lord for wisdom right now. God, will you help me know? Tells us in James that if any of you lack wisdom, you ask, he'll give it to you. I'd like to think at 70%, you can talk, but if, if a phone call came in, it wouldn't take long till somebody knew that you were moving your body, 70%. And you would pick up the phone because it's not terrible. All right, now listen, 15 more seconds. We're gonna go up to 80% for one minute. It means you're gonna feel a little uncomfortable. Go. So do whatever you have to do. Come on now, at 80%, I gotta think about my foot striking the ground, about it kind of just sliding off the ground, lifting up. I have to think about the lift. Come on now. Today, if you hear his voice, today, today. So right now, do you hear his voice? Uh-huh. Yeah, I speak to every mind here that it can hear from God. 
and I cast down any accusation that says you're dumb or you can't or that it's juvenile or that what you're hearing is a fairy tale in the name of Jesus get your dreams back go get them back get your imagination back good nice recover so whatever you want to feel better for another 30 seconds feel better good job everybody that was a subtle interval it actually takes more grace strength and wisdom to do a subtle interval than a all out on over the top push and then a recover which we will get to those but I like what you're doing. I like what you're doing. It should feel good. Good. All right. Back to the 70% for one minute now. 70%. We're gonna go in the next minute after this, you're gonna go to 80% effort. So you could say on a scale of one to 10 and eight. Then, we're gonna go to 8.5 for a minute. And then we're gonna break the pinata open and do a minute of whatever best we can do for one minute. Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion. So that's the truth, right? There's a place in me that camped out long ago in my rebellious ways. A rebellion is anything that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. It's where strongholds are found. Go to 80% now. Go ahead. Go to 80% effort. <laughs> Everyone laugh. <laughs> Stick your tongue out. <laughs> uh huh. Uh huh. God is the builder of your house, everyone. He is the builder now. He gets more credit than you. Sorry, you gotta give it to him. Say, good job, God. You did a good job. Yeah. You wanna keep your heart from being hard and rebellious? Give him credit. Even That's called faith. Even if you don't feel like it, even if it doesn't feel like it, or you can't see the situation and the circumstance look credible to God, start now. That's, you work out now for the effects later, right? Same thing with your faith. 85%. Come on. 85% for one minute. Now, hello, lactic acid. We call this race pace. If you were in a race for one minute, actually, let's say a race for 30 minutes, you could hold this best effort. Because if you're in a race for one minute, you'd be at 90% plus. But right now, it's the best pace that you can hold. Speak to us, God, speak. We're desperate for a word from you. We will not stop believing if we don't get one, but we believe you want to give us one.
Okay, good job. Are you ready? One minute, the best you can do for one minute. Or maybe just 10 seconds. What's your best? I'm going silent. Pick up your feet. Pick up your spirit. Get your soul in line. Tell your body we gotta go. Twenty more seconds. You hear your breath. Five, four, three, two, one. Fifteen seconds. Finish. Don't rest just yet. Fifteen seconds. Now, rest, recover. Working, rest, a working recovery. So this piece of scripture, we can pull out some good questions. So the first thing it says today, if you hear his voice today, it's not if he's speaking, it's if we hear. But today, he's speaking. It's like me going a day without talking to my children and living in the same house together. Uh, one, I would never want to do that. I love them. Uh, listen, I have two teenagers now. And I see their temptation to want to do everything on their own. It's this natural, I think, a pull of the flesh, but also a design that they're becoming their own person. So they don't want mom and dad up in their grill all the time. They're starting to make their own decisions. And as a parent, I'm stepping back and going, Okay, I'm gonna trust that I trained them up. And they're gonna make decisions that are healthy and whole for their life. Now here's the truth. I never go with my kids everywhere they go, right? I can't do that. Now, God's word promises us that he's always with us because he's spirit. Yeah, that's true. So he's always with me. And I want my kids to hear God's voice more than my voice. I'm just an echo. And even then, I'm, I'm, I make mistakes. So my goal is to push them to hear wisdom and truth, biblical knowledge. You're just recovering, but you're active, you're getting ready. So, when my son and my daughter go to a social gathering or simply just at school with their friends, 
that are young and trying to figure life out. Although I am not with them, me personally, the presence of me, the essence of who I am goes with them. It goes with them. So when they make a decision, say yes or say no, do an action, say a word. I pray it's one that would bring them honor, our family honor, God honor, right? Honor, such a big thing, honor. Even if I'm not with them, right? It's the same way that God is always with us. All right, now listen. Quick feet, quick feet. I want you to turn your feet quick. If you're on a spin bike or an elliptical, it's around 100 RPMs. Quick, quick. So you're gonna take littler steps with a lighter turn. In other words, it will kind of feel like a prance. Knees come up, runners. It's working on the quickness of the turnover. And I brought you some Stevie Wonder. Quick, 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 quick. Come on. This is gonna put you around 80 to 85% heart rate. Are we listening? Second point. My independent spirit. My I know better. My self-view. Selfishness. Self-pity. Self-justification. Causes a hardening of my heart. Come on. Own it. It's true. Own it. Confess it. Smile. Lose the weight right now. Come on. Ha. Quick feet, quick feet, quick feet. If you need to take a break, do it. I'm not kidding. If you need to take a break, break a break, but come back with us. We're all in the dance. My rebellious years have caused a hardening of my heart. That's why when you lose your peace, joy, love, gentleness, faithfulness, a godly self-control. It's because you got camped out. You, put, you set up camp 
in the wilderness. And listen, that thing is there to bring it to the surface. So God is not ashamed of your hardness of heart. In fact, that's why he came. That's his why. That he came, that you would have life, joy, and ease, a childlike faith. He wanted to take you off the hook. He went on the cross so you could get down. And let's be honest, there are places in us you can slow back. There are places in us. <laughs> That's why I love training you guys. I wanna train your bodies, cue you up for when you get hard, when you get prideful, when you get afraid. Because in my fear, I'll make my flesh do what I want it to do. I'll come up with a really good plan. <laughs> Doesn't mean it's godly. It's just something to save my life instead of letting him be my savior. Remember, I wear the helmet of salvation. I never forget. It's always on my mind. I have a savior. Now listen, these are called over-unders. Right now you're under. Under threshold. I want you to go over for 20, 30 seconds. Go. Go. Make it hard. Come on. Push, push, push. Eight seconds. Under. Recover. Enter his rest as you recover. This is about how fast can you bring your heart down? How fast can you bow your heart? Next time we go over, I want you to lift your heart, not your flesh. That's the way we go over. That's the way we're exalted. Ready? Go! Under, under, working, recovery, working rest. A working rest means that you're not just standing still. You can be barely moving, but you're moving. <laughs> Good job. Some of you have your hands on your hips. Well done. Go. feet. Holy Spirit, you pick them up, we'll put them down. You pick them up, we'll put them down. Come 
on, soften our hearts. Oh, recover. It's your last working song. Okay. Go to 70% heart rate now. Whew. So let's get honest. There's rebellion in us. It's whatever causes the quarrels among us. And that every time I participate and spend time and camp out there, I, I set up tent, right? Like the Israelites wanted to set up camp in Egypt. They're like, let's just go back. At least we had some food there. And that's what a lot of us think of our worldview before God. Well, at least I had some control. But here's the thing, God is drawing us out. His why, remember, I don't have to know his what or his how to know his why. He's moving his people towards freedom, peace, joy. I believe he's gonna come, when he comes back, he's gonna find faith on the earth like never before, friends. So things are actually gonna get better for the people of God. But we're gonna need to lose our rebellious, independent, self-protecting hearts. Now it says here, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion on the day of testing in the wilderness. This, listen, your life circumstance right now, repeat after me, this is a test. Anybody remember in the 70s? Listen, right now, 75% heart rate. Remember when all we had were TVs, there was no internet, no cell phones? Oh, I'm dating myself now. And remember there would be a loud alarm noise that would come over the television. Beep. And everyone in the house would stop because we knew that noise meant Something's going on. Something just interrupted our natural flow of life. Something just interrupted our, our recreation, watching Gilligan's Island, <laughs> Brady Bunch. And what would it say? We'd wait on pins and needles and wait, and then it would say, this is a test of the emergency broadcast system. Come on. Now that type of test was meant to evoke some kind of fear. And listen, I believe that's what God does. God does use our temptations, our trials to test us so that we will know what's inside ourselves. Trials and testing are the purifying waters of God's sanctifying love for us. Trials and testing are the sanctifying, the purifying waters of God's sanctifying love for us. You, I know you don't like a test, but trust me, you want one. You want to know 
You got what it takes. You want to know that you're growing. Just like everyone here, nobody goes to school hoping they don't graduate. Everybody goes to school and hoping I'm, I'm going to graduate. I'm going to go from kindergarten to first to second to third to seventh to eighth. I'm going to keep growing. Everybody here wants to know that they still can grow and expand and change. And there's still an arrow. There's still an arrow in the war for love. A love that's greater than fear. Everyone. Come on. God tests so we will know. So we will know. He already knows what's in us, but we need to know. What do I know here? What do I believe about God? What has, what did I study? It tests you to purify you. So you'll know what's really in you. Come on, friends. You want the test. There's a word in brain science called neuroelasticity. It means the ability for your brain to always to learn new things, to, to flex, to grow. It means that you're always neuroelasticity. This is why they say people with Alzheimer's, they have them do puzzles and tests. It keeps challenging and changing their brain that they can still learn that they're not. Listen, the last thing they tell an Alzheimer's, someone who's losing their mind, the last thing to tell them to do is to just shut themselves in their house and do nothing insulate themselves. No, they say press in, read, do puzzles. I know it'll feel uncomfortable, but you'll benefit, you'll feel it. Hang on to what you got. It's that use it, lose it or use it. <laughs> use it or lose it. That's what testing does. We get to use our faith, right? Because the hope that's seen is no hope at all. A faith, one day we will all see this. A faith that's seen is, that's, that's answered provision. That's, that's breakthrough. That's promise fulfilled. And listen, I know you have a list of those. And if you need to write those down, because you need to remember in your testing, in your child time. Oh, wait, he was faithful over there. He'll be faithful here. Everybody, for the last 30 seconds, push, go, go. Go, come on, smile, go. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Oh, take it all off, cruise it out, finish it out. Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion on the day of testing in the wilderness where your fathers put me to the test. 
hear about that. Like, God's gonna give us some tests. It's never wise of us to test God. But I will say this, I know, I've seen it, I've heard it, I know testimony of people, especially the ones that don't believe in God that can say, all right, God, I'm gonna test you. If you're real, prove it. Anyone else know those stories of people taking God by the shirt collar and saying, fine, if you're real, prove it. Oh, I think he loves those types of tests. I really do. I think he welcomes those because the point of the heart there is to turn towards God. In other words, God, I'm going to put you to the test because I got nothing else to lose. So if you're God, do it. And I can tell you guys, I think that's a holy, I think God's working the rebellion out of us there. It's a different test when we say, God, I'm going to be over here. And if you're really God, you're going to you're going to approve me doing that over there. If you're really God, you're going to bring a check in the mail. If you're really God, like eh That's called anthropomorphism. Taking God to make him look like us. Meaning if I have a God, then he should be providing for me. If I have if if, if I have a God, then he should be he should do this, this and this cuz that's how I would do it if I was God danger when we test God it's really that we are in a stronghold we talked about strongholds being arguments and reasonings that we set up against the knowledge of God so it's very possible for us to harden our hearts build a stronghold camp out in the wilderness and say well this is how I know you to be God, so I'm gonna just get ahead of you on this and I'll just set up camp here. And then we say, and if you're God, then you know where to find me. And you know what? He does find us, doesn't he? <laughs> His love never quits. But there is a consequence for when we rebel like that. I think mostly we lose peace, we lose time, we lose momentum, we just lose and that's what the enemy came to do, steal, kill and destroy, to steal our time, to steal our effectiveness, to steal our joy, to steal our neuroplasticity, our neuroelasticity, right? We have to remember guys, the wilderness, the testing time is not the final destination. Don't set up camp. Move. Keep moving. Keep, that's why you work out. Press a rev the word. Move your body. Move. You're either moving towards the voice of love or away. It's true. You're either moving towards it or away from it. So move towards it. Even if you don't feel like it, you don't have to feel it to have faith. And if, if you're waiting to feel it, you're gonna lose time. And isn't time like the, it's the human equalizer. We all only have so much of it. A hard heart 
goes astray and does not trust his ways. That's what he goes on to say in verse 10. Therefore, I was provoked with that generation. They always go astray in their heart. They have not known my ways. They always go astray. <laughs> Do you see? This is what he's getting after. He just wants us to know his ways in the testing times. In the testing time, that we would turn to him. Say, God, I need to know your heart now. I need your eyeballs, I need your ears, I need your tongue. I need your faith, I need your faith. Give me your faith. And this is what I'm saying, friends. He's getting after the why, that we would know his why. Why is he testing us? Why are we in the circumstance we're in? Why does it look like everything is getting worse? Why? Well, his why is found in Isaiah 61. Why he came. Okay? I don't have to know how he's doing something or what he's doing something to always remember his why. Jesus said, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor, to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to grant to those who mourn in Zion, to give them a beautiful headdress instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, the garment of praise instead of a faint spirit, that they may be called oaks of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that He, that God may be glorified. I don't have to know how he's doing that to remember, to believe and have faith that that's what he's doing. He's restoring things. He's healing. And you can only drive out darkness with light. But make no mistake, darkness will be driven out of you, of me. That's why I say, what if we all became accountable for our own darkness of our heart. Whew. That's teachable. That's humble. That's a person who's hungry for transformation. That's a heart at rest. That's a heart at rest and that's what he's getting after. Because of unbelief, we don't enter his rest. But when we have faith, we have a rest. Now, rest doesn't mean comatose. Rest is that my feet are planted in the garden of Shalom. 
I'm found with my God walking in the cool of the day, every day, always, I try. I'm at rest there. I don't have to know how he's doing it or what he's doing to be certain of his why. He's not changing his mind on this, friends. This is what he came to do. His first, these are the words that he speaks to all those who question who he was. He reads this and says, in the sight of you today, this now is being fulfilled. This prophecy that Isaiah spoke, I now speak to you. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. The spirit of the Lord is upon you. And he's equipping us to send us out into the world that is cluttered with tests and temptations so that we would be as innocent as doves and as shrewd as snakes. That's right. Be a snake, but be innocent. God, I ask for that type of anointing upon us today, a purity and innocence that you would drive out all the impurities in us, God, and put in us a wisdom, a shrewdness for the day. Keep us sober to your heart. We don't have to know your how or your what, God, to know your why. We love you. We give you our entire being. In Jesus' name, amen. Sweet.